Warning, Marriage on the Rocks provides unfiltered, unconventional, and sometimes unwelcomed relationship advice. Seth and Crystal are certified relationship coaches who have adopted specific methods that work very well for them. Your results may vary. And I was like, well, just leave her ass. (laughs) Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode 30 of Marriage on the Rocks. I'm Crystal. And I'm Seth. Every week we have a drink with our discussion. And this week we um, got another bottle of wine from our friends, uh, Sean and Jennifer, our our neighbors. neighbors. (laughs) And uh, it's another one of the... Uh, Girls Gone Wine. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm to remember. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, yeah Girls Gone Wine. It's a sweet red red wine, Twisted Sisters. Mm. It's made in Broken Bow, Oklahoma. Yeah, at their little vineyard out there. What do you think? It's good. Yeah, I tried it before we started <laughs> shooting. I couldn't wait. It's really good. It so. is. Yeah, thanks guys. We like this. Yeah. Um, if your palate is not as refined as all of those people that like the dry ass wine. This is a pretty good, sweet, yeah, red option. But it's not as it's not as sweet as the as the Saint James. Saint James, yeah. yeah. But, but it's, it's really yeah, it's, good. Has a really really good flavor. Uh-huh. I, I like it a lot. I think it's really good. I know. Made, this may be another finish the bottle off during the episode. <laughs> right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. We get spoiled by, by our neighbors, though. They're awesome. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Sean and Jennifer. You guys are awesome. Yeah. It's episode 30. Yes, episode 30. Oh my gosh. That's 30th episode. Yeah, that's crazy. I can't believe that it's it's oh, already episode yeah. number 30. Yeah. <laughs> um so this week we we did we put together um well, it's are you not going to say anything about December and Oh, duh. We're wearing our <laughs> yeah. our shirts for those of you watching from National um, Lampoon's Christmas, Christmas vacation. vacation. Uh-huh. So we got our Clark Griswold shirts on. Yes, officially it's it's, it's uh, December. December, and um, and I mean last week we we said you know we we already put up the Christmas tree and all that, but this week I mean it's it's like it's inching closer to Christmas mm-hmm. and um, I think well you were saying that it's the first day of Hanukkah today too. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to look. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I think it is. Yeah, we've yeah, we're ready ready for Christmas. Yes. We got. Uh, I don't know if we're gonna do a. Christmas is on a Tuesday, which is uh-huh. when, when we our episodes are usually air. up, so uh-huh. I know we could probably still record before, but mm-hmm. I don't know if we'll get much traction or not um, yeah. by putting it up on Christmas, so. Yeah, we'll see. We don't know if we're going to do one Christmas, so I don't know if we're doing three episodes in December or four. I know. Yeah, I know. Well, I want to wear all my Christmas shirts. Yeah, well, <laughs> we're not going to do that. Maybe. I know, we're not. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Retired today, though. Oh my gosh! Yeah, we uh, we had to move Seth's son, my my stepson Seth Junior, to he and his girlfriend Taylor to their new, new apartment. apartment. Mm-hmm. And oh my gosh, I'm just I'm dying. Well, they live on the third floor yeah. of a new, so their old oh apartment was on the second floor. So we had to drag everything down from floor number two today, mm-hmm. and then you know they're not. They're only 19. Well, she just turned 20 on Saturday, yeah, so uh-huh. happy birthday to Taylor again. Mm-hmm. But they're not old enough to rent a U-Haul. Mm-hmm. And so we had to go rent the U-Haul and drive over there. And so we had to load everything from the second floor, bringing it down, put it on the truck, and then drive it over to the new place, and then walk everything up three flights of stairs yeah. to their new apartment. Uh-huh. So it was, I feel like I've been hit by a truck today. <laughs> yeah. We ate and came home and got in the hot tub and... I was ready to go to bed. We almost didn't do an episode this week. (laughs) I was ready to go to sleep. But, 
Yeah. yeah so. Yeah, but we wanted to do <clears throat> this episode, and um, I mean, getting ready for it during the week, we mm-hmm. were <clears throat> we shared a question um, on social media, asking what the worst marriage advice or relationship advice mm-hmm. that you've ever had was, um, and we got we got some pretty good. Yeah, pretty we, good we answers. Some, good ones pretty good some, some of them were on our list that we were going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Some were variations of what we had on the list. Yeah. Um, and others weren't. And, and we realized when we were making this list, we could probably do this th- three times. Yeah. At least because there's so much bad advice. And I think really on this one, I didn't know if we were, if we really wanted to say. Bad advice that's disguised as good advice. Yeah, because a lot of people give give you give these. this type of advice. Uh huh. And um, yeah, we because we really do think that you can we can definitely do at least a couple mm-hmm. more episodes. Yeah, we had to stop because uh-huh. it was just we're like, oh my gosh, we already you, got you this could many. just think back to stuff or find stuff or talk to people and mm-hmm. and and get the input and you yeah you this could be a very very long conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was it was funny with us because we were like, well, who have we ever asked for asked advice for advice on, on that? And I mean, even in previous relationships, and mm-hmm. I don't know if there was. I mean, e- even if I was having a problem, if I was talking to someone, it was just more of a probably venting. Mm-hmm. Then I was never like, hey, here's what's going on. What should I do? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I never really had those conversations with anyone. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't. I, it was really hard for us to even. You know, come up with here's here's bad advice we were given. Yeah, right. Um, uh-huh. I mean, there was there is one specifically on on the list from today um, that I was given, mm-hmm. but I wasn't. I didn't ask for it. It right. was just told to me. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, we we thought that there there's quite a few things mm-hmm. to talk about. Well, in 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 some of it, and and we'll we'll clarify them as we as we go over them. But some of them. We are the we're the only ones really saying this is bad advice. I know because you'll you'll go to, you know, other relationship pages or blogs or vlogs or whatever the heck it is, and they'll say the exact opposite. Yeah, so they say that it's good. We're advice. gonna expand on why it's bad. Uh-huh. Um, and if you've listened to any of our episodes, you'll understand where we're coming from. Yeah, and maybe you'll think that we're giving bad advice too, mm-hmm. but I mean, we think that it's good advice to. That we give, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's not some of them. It aren't very. It's not good advice. Well, no, not uh. not. I mean, some of the <clears throat> advice, yeah, isn't good advice. But it's it's not like a typical person, I guess, telling you this advice. You know, certain advice. I don't. I'm trying. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. Well, I, th- I think taking third party advice that somebody's not close to a situation can be beneficial, but I think it also be kind of scary if they don't understand the situation mm-hmm. i mean and i don't want to really give away too much what we're going to talk about but if, if, if you if you blurt out some kind of advice if if you know you know somebody gives you this unwanted or unwarranted advice and you use that as well so-and-so said that this is what i should do if they don't know the situation i mean we've said on here before that what you know I, we say it in the warning what we do and what works for us is works for us, but it may not work for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of the reason for saying that is we don't we don't know what everybody's exact situation is. And I, we've said it in a couple of episodes. 
the girl isn't you and the guy isn't me. Yeah. And so we react to things differently and, Mm -hmm. and people, you know, maybe showing signs or trends that I don't show or you don't show Mm -hmm. or, um, so it's take it for what it's worth. Yeah. Um, so I know that the, we also shared, um, kind of a flashback Friday video Mm -hmm. this week and it, it really tied in pretty good with the episode that we're doing today. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, we didn't even initially plan it that way, but we were like, hey, that's pretty yeah, it worked good. Out pretty good. Pretty good timing. For... It was our second episode that we ever did. Yeah, it was our second episode, and it was. Um, do... It was Opposites Don't Attract. Yeah, Opposites Don't Attract. Mm-hmm. And well, why, why Opposites Don't Attract. Right. And so, um, yeah, the, that's the first one on our list today is that people tell you that opposites, opposites attract. attract. Yeah. Bad advice. I mean, we, we spent the entire hour on that second episode talking about it because we were, you know, we, we shared and talked about how, I don't know if I would say we were in that opposites relationship before, but we just didn't have a whole lot in common uh-huh. with enough our partners. Common. Yeah, not enough in common to have a good, healthy, functioning, and fun, engaging relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this is something that... I, I think people force. I, I think people meet someone, and they like an aspect or aspects about them. Yeah. And so they convince themselves, or, or most of the time, and this is you know something that you'll see with probably all of these. Depending on who you talk to, chances are you're going to hear what you want to hear, and that's where I think that we bring the. I don't want to you know sound corny, but we keep it real <laughs> and give the the reality of the situation of maybe not what you want to hear, but what you probably know deep down you should do. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. That's that's what that's that's what I was wanting to get out when I, oh, or, or okay. a little bit earlier. But you're exactly right. That's exactly what it is. We we do give we do keep it real <laughs> or right. keep it one hundred or whatever. <laughs> but yeah. Right. And and well, sometimes you don't want to hear it. Yeah. And, and and that's that's it. When somebody when you lead into a con- conversation with someone, whether it's your friend, your family, your parents, whoever you're talking your sister, whoever you're talking to, and you say, Oh my gosh, you know, Todd is just so disconnected, we just don't ever do anything, he's not doing this and and I know I don't want to leave him, and I love him more than anything. What do you think I should do? Most of the time, that person you're going to talk to isn't going to tell you to pack your bags and leave mm-hmm. because you've already hinted what you want to do and kind of what you want them to say. Mm-hmm. Um, now, some people, family members, can be pretty blunt and yeah, not have very true. much tact and, and blurt out even when you don't ask, yeah. um, which I guess you could argue either way if that's good or bad. Mm-hmm. But I think that that's where... When it comes to the opposites attract thing is people, like I was saying, find one or two aspects of their their partner, the person they're seeing or dating or, you know, want to move forward with. They don't really look at it from a long-term perspective. I know. And it's just the short term. And I don't, I don't, I don't even mean short term as, as far as the sex is super great because I would almost think that if you were complete opposites, the sex probably isn't. As frequent or as great as you would hope it would be, yeah. But I don't know. I don't I mean, know either. I'm not sure if that's true or I not. I mean, I don't know if people, if they, if that, you know, all they have is I, good sex. I mean, sex. I do know that 
couples that I've talked to or we've talked to or you've talked to that don't have a healthy sex life, mm-hmm. they are complete opposites yeah. a lot of times. Uh-huh. Um, so I just I guess I'm kind of basing it on on that on that uh-huh. the inside knowledge of of knowing that <clears throat> they rarely have sex and because and and I'm not saying it's because they don't have anything common, but I just I'm just thinking that that may have well I think something they, like, to do with it. Like even for us, like. I think that we are just so in sync Mm -hmm. (laughs) with everything because we have so much in common and, and that makes our sex life even that much better. Well, yeah, it carries over into all kinds of aspects of our life, including Mm -hmm. the bedroom. Yeah. But I I think that that's, I don't know if that's something that I I don't know. I'd have to probably dig a little more to make a definitive statement on that. Mm -hmm. I don't mind saying something that isn't. 100% 100% factual and standing behind it though I've done that in the past <laughs> <laughs> but I think that yeah I mean th- this comes off usually as a a wanted advice someone is seeking out uh, we don't really have much in common not doing this what do you think we should do well you know what they say opposites attract well and it's been proven it's, it's not just us saying it has actually been proven they did that collegiate study through some Ivy League university and did one over in the UK mm-hmm. about it as well. That 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 age old saying is not true. That mm-hmm. couplers couples. It's not saying that you won't stay married until both of you die. It's mm-hmm. not saying you won't have a successful relationship depending on what your term or version of successful means. Right. If you mean staying married till you die, that's not the definition of a successful marriage. Mm-hmm. But you know they have proven that that couples that have more in common are happier mm-hmm. and. I would have to know exactly what all went into that as far as they're happier how. Are they happier because they're having more sex? Are they happier because they don't argue as much? Are they happier because both partners feel like they're getting something? And we talked a lot in that opposites attract one about when you're in a relationship of opposites that there's a lot of win or lose arguments or Uh you have to compromise more Uh because you have different tastes and you have different goals or or whatever those differences are. And so it just brings up new challenges that you have to navigate that don't exist when you're with someone that's like you. I know. Yeah. I know. Well, and then there comes the, the, um, like what we say in the givers and takers episode, but, um, the scorekeeping and all that too. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. If you don't have enough in common. Right. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, uh, we've said it before. We say it a, a, a lot. To, that you need to have a lot in common with your partner. Mm-hmm. Um, in order to... Uh, we believe in order to have a successful relationship. Yep. The next one that we have... A lot of people are probably going to disagree with this one, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's... Um, the space is healthy. Yeah. You you need to have your own space. You, have, you need to have your own time away from your partner. Yeah, and if, if you Google best marriage advice, this pops up mm-hmm. as good marriage advice. Once again, I think it kind of ties in with what we just talked about, though. Mm-hmm. Um, when you have more in common, space is not a necessity. Most of the time, this advice comes out of we're about to kill each other. Yeah. I can't stand my partner. We're at each other's throats. We're spending so much time together. We just can't stand each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where I just... If you have enough in common. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you and I spend every... Every day. Almost every... Almost every single day, every waking moment with each other. Mm-hmm. And Unless you have to go on a trip without, a trip without you. me. But most of the time, we are together all the time. Mm-hmm. We do everything together. Mm-hmm. And that's not possible... 
when you're with someone that you can't stand. Yeah. When you're with someone that doesn't have things in common with you. When you're with someone that isn't on the same page as you. Um, and so when you're not on the same page, this is that type of advice that comes. If you go sit down with a counselor and you tell somebody, well, we're spending all this time together and we're about to kill each other. Well, yeah, the, the, the first piece of advice is going to be, well, you need to have space. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that's a reactive solution to a problem that should have been identified prior to you committing to a relationship in the first place. Mm-hmm. Because that's one of the problems you're going to have to navigate when you find a partner and you decide to stick with someone you don't have anything in common with. Mm-hmm. People that are on the same page don't get sick of each other. Yeah. People that, you know, are the people that have things in common that, you know, do everything together. And, and whether you want to say, well, you know, I don't need to be with someone where I'm up her ass and she's at mine all the time. You can say that all day. You're not as happy as we are. No. <laughs> so. Yeah, I know. Well, <clears throat> a lot of people say um, how they say absence makes the heart grow fonder. And I just get, I get sad, like if you're gone and stuff. And mm-hmm. maybe it does make it, maybe it do, does make me miss you, but I don't have to have time away from you to, to realize To appreciate yeah. the time we have together. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the difference mm-hmm. is, and, and you and I've talked about it off, off the podcast, off air, whatever you want to say, where I typically get sick of so many people mm-hmm. after a certain amount of time except you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that that's where we are very aware and we're very self-aware in our own lives. We're very relationship aware and we're just very purposeful know why we want to spend the time together that we do. And we we don't take it for granted. Mm-hmm. And so we yeah. don't need that separation to be like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize how much I would miss him. You you know how much you would miss me mm-hmm. when oh, I'm yeah. gone. I know how much I would miss you when you would go back to Denver by yourself, uh-huh. you know, and <clears throat> I didn't need that to appreciate you more. And, and once again, it, some people tend to find that, that that's what they need to get some kind of kick in the rear end to start appreciating their partner again. The problem you you run into with the space is, especially if you head down a serious path of separation. I know. Of we're having <clears throat> problems. We were told maybe we should separate. That's a big gamble because mm-hmm. you're not really fixing the problem. You're not working on what you guys need to do to get past it. You're rolling the dice and hoping that you separate and don't find something else better than what you currently have. Yeah, well, and um, with that, I think that people, they, because some people will, and, and they don't have to find somebody, you know, another person mm-hmm. necessarily, but they'll find, uh, the oh, headache I'm is just, gone. <laughs> yeah, I'm just happy without them, right. you know, and mm-hmm. I mean, maybe that, maybe it's a good thing that they, they end up finding that and then <laughs> realizing yeah. that they're, they're not meant and, to be. And the point of a separation shouldn't be to separate to make the heart grow fonder to get back together. Mm-hmm. It should be to separate to find out what you truly want. Mm-hmm. If you separate and you find out, oh, I miss them so much, I can't live without them, I want to get back together. Very rarely do both couples go through that and they both feel that I way. Know. One of them says, oh my gosh, I'm not getting nagged all the time. I can do what I want. I can go where I want. I can wear what I want. I can watch what I want. And all of those things that you didn't have in common are now not an issue because you get to do whatever you want. Even though it's by yourself, you feel way more fulfilled. Well, you should feel more lonely, but you don't because you felt so lonely 
in the relationship in the first place. Yeah. So, space is bad advice. Yeah, I think Unless so. you're with the wrong person, then get all the space you can. and Get out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the next one, I was... Um, I remember we had talked about this, I don't know, months back, you and I, just off air. And uh, and I was kind of like, oh, I don't know about this one, that one. But um, after like hearing a little bit more about what you had to say about it, and then kind of like reading stuff, <clears throat> but it's um, don't go to bed angry. Yeah. And because I, I mean, I've always been told mm-hmm. that don't go to bed angry, and and I'm not an angry person as it is. Right. So maybe it's harder for me to understand that, but. But you 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 made a really good point saying that it you know some people just need the time to you know take a breather sleep on it and then maybe talk the next morning about what yeah. what's bothering you especially if you have a hard time controlling what you say in the heat of the moment mm-hmm. it's the same for me it's the same principle of when something bad happens, typing an angry email and waiting a day to send it. Mm-hmm. And then reread it before you send it. Um, some people need to do that because they can't control what's coming out of their mouth or coming out of their fingers or mm-hmm. whatever it is. I and know so, that I've, I've had to yeah. read stuff and not send it because, right. yeah. Or have somebody else read it. Yeah. Or, you know, what do you think about this or... Uh-huh. Um, because it can be very emotional. And when you're emotional about something, you say things you, you, you may not mean or some, mm-hmm. you say things you're going to regret. Um, but I think, that, you know, it, and it is age-old advice, you should never go to bed angry. Mm-hmm. Be, and, and a lot of it's built around fear. You should never go to bed angry because your partner may not wake up in the morning. Mm-hmm. Okay, I mean, is that possible? Yeah, anything's possible, but is it probable for your partner? Mm-hmm. No. Most of the time, it's not. Mm-hmm. And so... Well, you shouldn't live like that anyway. I mean, you should always appreciate your partner in the mm-hmm. first place. And then you, wouldn't, you won't have to be guilted into thinking like that. <laughs> yeah. You know? Right. And a lot of times, it, it ends up being... I think you have people that handle it differently. Somebody's like, we're, I'm not going to bed angry. We're going to talk about this until it gets resolved. Mm-hmm. And that just takes hours mm-hmm. when if everybody would have just shut up and closed your eyes and went to sleep it's it's like drinking too much you may be a little bit of hangover the next day but you may have a little bit of regret for what happened but it's not going to be as bad as it was mm-hmm. um and so i think sometimes that time that downtime of just sleeping it off mm-hmm. and i'm not saying you should sleep in separate beds or anything like that yeah but but it can you help. sleep on the couch yeah <laughs> yeah so I yeah I, I disagree with the don't go to bed angry. I think uh-huh. it's okay to go to bed angry. Go to yeah. bed angry if you want. You, know, you shouldn't be going to bed angry every night. Right. Yeah. No, um, that's, that's a problem. Not, that's a big problem. But if you have a spat or something's going on and you're upset about something your partner did, um, because people handle that dif- differently. Excuse me. Some people want to talk and talk and talk and talk about what's going on, and others just just let it go. I'll cool off. I just need time. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I don't hate, hate you. I don't dislike you. It's not that I don't love you anymore. I just, I just don't want to talk about it right now. It's not going to do any good. Mm-hmm. So just go to sleep and we'll maybe discuss it tomorrow over coffee. If not, we don't. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. 
the next one uh, is an, another one that I think that most people are going to disagree with. And it's fighting is healthy. Yeah. That's another one that... This is one that you... It, it's almost like it's masked now where the the are, people that are saying that fighting is healthy are doing the opposite of what we're doing right now. They're saying that, well, there's this whole thing going around that says fighting isn't healthy, and we're saying fighting is healthy. Well, I don't think there's that much going around saying that fighting isn't healthy. Yeah, now. Nowadays, yeah. because everybody's adopted this new train of thought that fighting is healthy. Mm-hmm. I think if you have a problem with your partner or something is going on, and and once again, whether it's going to bed angry or this, I'm not talking about infidelity. I'm not talking about somebody draining your joint banking account and dropping it on the horse races. I'm not talking about major marriage malfunctions. I'm talking about what normal couples tend to argue about Mm -hmm. and have problems with. That's what we're talking about, Mm -hmm. not these major life-changing, really tough decision-making events. But people tend to use that now and say, well, you know, I, I read Cosmo said or this video said or marriage told me this or whatever you want to point to that fighting is healthy as an excuse to continually fight with your partner or somehow justify that your shitty relationship that you're always arguing in mm-hmm. is somehow a health, an example of a healthy marriage. Right, I know. And I think that people say, like people would tend to tell, say about us that we, because we don't fight, mm-hmm. that, well, that's not healthy. Yeah. That's not healthy. They, they don't, they're not fighting because somebody's probably holding something in or, yep. or something. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, the truth about us is we don't, <laughs> we don't have to fight. And there's nothing to fight about. Yeah. Don't fight. What, what's the saying? Don't, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. we're, we're not going to invent something to argue about. And it's not, you know, well, just kind of. Well, I think that some people do, like, not invent something to, well, kind of invent well, something to fight about. they make a big deal about. out of nothing. Yeah, but they, yeah, exactly that. They make a big be- deal out of nothing, and then they they just start a stupid argument, mm-hmm. and then go from there. Just for the sake of arguing? Yeah. Yeah. And, and once again, it's not, we're not saying that. The occasional fight means you have a dysfunctional marriage. Right. Um, and and we understand and recognize and realize that... Most people do fight. Most people are going to fight. You're going to disagree. You're going to argue for all the reasons that may not be factors of ours. <laughs> or, or just for the simple fact that we got married. You know, we didn't get married when we were 19, 20, and 21, and 22. We, you know, weren't, you know, that young. Mm-hmm. We had... As we said before, we had made our stupid relationship mistakes with other people. With other people, <laughs> yeah. so we aren't making those mistakes now. Yeah. So you you can't be, you know, a young family that's in your you know early to mid twenties that's just starting off in life with one another and compare your relationship to ours. Mm-hmm. Um, you could maybe compare it to our old relationships, which yeah. may be bad news for you, mm-hmm. but. It's not that we're trying to say you need to strive to be just like us. That's right. not what we're. That's yeah. not the message we're trying to send. But when it comes to the the fighting aspect of it, we understand and realize that everybody is going to argue mm-hmm. at some point in time. That things are going to happen. You're going to disagree. But that shouldn't be an excuse, as like I said, why you're arguing every day mm-hmm. or once a week. And and 
once again, what what is too much arguing? Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that doesn't accompany that advice. Yeah. When somebody says, oh, it's, it's okay, everybody argues, it's healthy to argue. Mm-hmm. Well, that should be followed by, well, how much are you arguing? If you tell me that you guys have a disagreement once every couple of months, big whoop. No big deal. If you're able to resolve it and move past it, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But if you tell me that one of you blows up every week or every day mm-hmm. over something, yeah. that's a problem. Well, I think the... That's not healthy. I think the advice that even I would give to people that are still in, you know, the old relationship that we were in mm-hmm. <laughs> is to, to find out or figure out why you are arguing. Yeah. And... Just go from there and, and, you know, is this really worth fighting about? Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, you've mentioned it before in another episode. If, if it's not worth getting divorced over, is mm-hmm. it worth fighting? Probably not. Well, and I, I, I have to be careful when I say that because I don't want someone to turn into a doormat who's That's true. always <laughs> not getting, if your partner's always getting their way and, and you do what I did in my last relationship where you occasionally argued and then you stopped arguing you and my last one went from the occasional argument Mm -hmm. to regular arguments to no arguments Mm -hmm. because i just didn't want to fight anymore and that's that's where people saying not arguing is unhealthy right yeah Uh is that example right there and that i guess that light bulb just went off but that doesn't apply to us (laughs) but it does apply to that type of scenario Mm -hmm. Where if you have had this, I don't know if I'd say healthy or regular amount of arguing in your relationship, which once again, shouldn't be all the time, but if Mm -hmm. it's happening and then it starts to get more and then it just stops because one of you just doesn't want to fight anymore, that's a a sign that something's going on. But you bring up a very good point. Why are you arguing? Not not just the, you know, if you wouldn't get divorced, but why are you arguing? And Mm -hmm. I know that my, my ex and I, every argument that I started probably resulted back to why don't you want to have sex with me mm. that's why i was mad it mm-hmm. wasn't it wasn't because you stayed at work late it wasn't because you decided you didn't want to do a b or c yeah but even like with staying at, to at work late or like even uh getting getting dressed up real cutesy at work Mm-hmm. But you can't, you don't want to have sex you, with me, yeah. you know? <laughs> right. Yeah, you, you want everybody to pay you compliments and tell you how good you look uh-huh. all day. And then when you come home, I get makeup off, hair pulled back, and you're in your moo-moo all night and trying to make yourself as unattractive as possible yeah. so your partner doesn't want to have sex with you. Uh-huh. What What is that all about? I know. You know? It uh-huh. should, I don't know if I'd say it should be the exact opposite, but... <laughs> It shouldn't be that way, mm-hmm. you know. And that was that was one of the not, maybe not that exact scenario all the time, but it was one of those things because of of her job, where she would travel. I think I told you this before. She would travel, and when she was at home, she was in bed by eight nine o'clock every night. But when she would go on the road, especially her annual trips to Las Vegas, she was not in bed at eight or nine o'clock. She had all the energy in the world to go out all night with all these guys she worked with mm-hmm. and party all over Vegas. And and it it wasn't so much that she did that, and I'm not going to lie and say that it didn't bother me, but my I even asked her this, why, I just want you to have the same energy here. Yeah. Why are you so bored around me that you can't wait to get in bed every night, but the second you're not with me, you you're completely act like you person. had 10 five-hour energy. Yeah, yeah, and you get to... 
relax and go do all the I wanted to go do that fun stuff too. Yeah. I don't I want to go and, and hang out all night and party and drink and have a good time with you. I don't want to do that without you and I don't want you to do that without me. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's where you start to get that resentment piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Yeah, definitely. Uh the next one is give it time, things will get better. Mm-hmm. This yeah, one, yeah. I think that's a good one. I think that's a really good one. And one of our listeners, she mentioned that too. Yeah. She put that on Facebook, I believe. Uh-huh. And uh, I was like, yeah. Well, I mean, if we were going to Yeah, we were going to talk, talk about, about it anyway. anyway. <laughs> and so it was, it was nice to kind of hear that people had thought that was bad advice as uh-huh. well. Um, things don't improve. No. Time doesn't heal all wounds. And things don't just magically get better. And I think that with this one, I think that I even told myself... This exact same thing, mm-hmm. you know. Well, that, that's I did the same thing. I did the exact same thing. I, I don't really know if this is advice that someone else gives or if it's advice you tend to give yourself. I know that's true. Uh, maybe when some you're in a bad relationship, and, and and some of these you could probably throw in. And, and I think we could do an episode on this too. But you you throw in excuses you make for yourself to not leave, mm-hmm. and this this is one of those that. As we say it, like in that context, it sounds like advice, but I think sometimes it's somebody telling themselves that mm-hmm. to make that excuse as to why they don't walk away from a bad situation. Yeah, uh, because that's exactly what I did. Yeah, me I mean, too. And so, and I think a lot of people do that. Uh-huh. Um, give it time; it'll get better. And that's where, as as I've talked about before, that hopefulness. Mm-hmm. Hope is addictive. Hope is hope is a drug that gets you past really shitty moments in a relationship and really low points in your life. But hope on its own doesn't, it may not be an attainable light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. There's got to be something you're actively trying to fix. And, and if you're in that relationship or that situation where the advice is, or whether it's from somebody else or it's you telling yourself to just give it more time, things will get better. What are you doing to ensure that it's going it to get, get better? better? Because it, time isn't just going to Im- improve a situation. Well, I know, and I think, like, like even for me, <clears throat> things will get better, you know, I would, I would say, but it wasn't up to me yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. It was up to my partner, my old partner, and he wasn't going to change. He yeah. wasn't going to do things, and then as much as you can, you know, say, I'm going to, you know, try and, you know, for a goal for this or that... If the other person isn't on the same page as you, it's not gonna. Yeah, it's not gonna work out. And and once again, we're we're referring to the long term, mm-hmm. not not the short term. Not oh my my husband just started a new job and he's really stressed out. Yeah, we're not saying it's gonna be like that forever. That that would be yeah, give it time, we'll get better. <laughs> but those long term things, you uh-huh. you realize and you recognize you're unhappy for whatever reason. Just stepping back and saying, well, and, and I think you bring up a really good point. It's not up to you. Mm-hmm. And time is not a person, and time is not an entity, and time is, is not something that's going to make your relationship improve. Mm-hmm. Um, that has to be either you, the other person, or both of you. And so, yeah, bad advice. I know, it is. The next one is the advice that I was given by my ex's, or my ex mother in law, or whatever she was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she told me that the grass isn't greener. Yeah. And for me and my situation, it absolutely was greener. <laughs> well, this is the same woman that told you when you dumped him that you were going to burn in the blazes of hell too. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fill the depths of hell. Oh, okay, is yeah. what she said. 
Yeah. And that's not advice. That's just a statement. Yeah, it's just a statement. So. Yeah, the, the grass isn't greener. Um, you can find 500 memes about this on the grass isn't greener. Or it's green where you water it. Yeah, it's or... green where you water it. Or some, once it's just an excuse to stay in a bad relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, now, even when we were talking about this. <laughs> we were like, well, it, for us, like if we, if one of us were to think that we could leave each other or something. Yeah, uh, we both know the grass for us would not be green. Yeah. <laughs> but what we are right now is the greener grass mm-hmm. from where we were before. Yes. Um, and that's one of those that I, I think sometimes is, is fear-based. I think that's why she said it to you. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's something that people tend to say. It's, it's like this, well, you don't know what you got till it's gone. Well, if you have a complete pain in the ass and you know it's a pain in the ass, you know you had a pain in the ass when it was gone. It's not that it's going to have some kind of sentimental value that you're going to want to carry that pain and frustration around for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with the grass isn't always greener. Um, I think that the initial intent behind it was to keep people from straying yeah. and cheating. Mm-hmm. And and realizing that, I guess, most of the time, well, I don't know. I don't know if most of the time the grass isn't really greener. But there, I mean, there. I think is it depends on of... whose yard you hop into. Mm-hmm. All yards are different. Yeah. And you know, some may be really green astroturf, <laughs> and then you find out it's not real grass at all. But uh, you know, I, I think that once again, it's it's a relative situation based on your own circumstances. If someone is being abused, why would you? That would not be the advice you would give. I'm not saying somebody does that. But that doesn't apply for that person. Any grass would be greener. Mm-hmm. But I think what you tend to see is you you see somebody that is in a less than average type of relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, they maybe aren't motivating each other. It's not that successful of a relationship. They they tend to have continual problems. There's not really any real resolution. Mm-hmm. And you find out that the previous relationship was the exact same. And it's like, well, you didn't, you just picked the wrong yard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the grass wasn't greener for you. Um, and then you see people that abandon a relationship that needed the water. Yeah. And go to a new yard that they thought was greener just because the, it had been well-maintained up to that point. Yeah. But then you find Initially. out you're the freaking weeds that's killing the relationships in the first place. That's true. That <laughs> is very fault. true to you. <laughs> I know. Sometimes you do have to do some self-reflection and <laughs> evaluate your own. Mm-hmm. Are you the grass killer? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> really, though. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so I think that, yeah. I think, that, once again, depending on context, depending on your current relationship, I, I, don't, I don't even think that's a crapshoot. I think you just have to know. You know, how bad is it? And you need to know how, you know, if, if you want to go to the, the analogy of water, the yard you're in, mm-hmm. I think I said it on another episode, not every yard's worth watering. Mm-hmm. Move to Arizona where there is no yard. It's just rock. <laughs> There's no, or no, yeah, not, no yard, no green, no grass. grass. Uh-huh. You have to worry about, you know, so I, I, I don't, I think that's bad advice most of the time when it's given. Yeah. Because I think it's given, like I said, as some kind of scare tactic to it keep is. somebody either faithful or from straying or stay and keep them loyal or keep someone in a bad relationship. Uh-huh. The next one, uh, we see it all the time on social media and 
It's love each other even at times, blah, blah, blah. Even at times when you struggle to like one another. Mm -hmm. This is from the marriage and the the couple, the Willis couple. Yeah. Uh Um, I think that Dave and is it Ashley? Yeah. Uh I think that they, you know, they're a faith-based couple. Mm -hmm. Um, And most faith-based counselor relationships, coaches or counselors or advisors or whatever you want to call them, um, a they a they will not promote divorce in pretty much any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. But B, I think that they do have a lot of good advice. They do. that comes out. Yeah, I I agree with a lot of the stuff that they put out. But this is the one that they tend to say the most, mm-hmm. and thousands of people agree with it, and. I hate this advice. Yeah. Even before we started the podcast, I, I shared this and was like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Um, I literally hate this advice. I think it is the worst thing to say to someone. Um, well, I know. And we'll even like joke around with each other like, well. Yep. Well, yeah. If we're, if we're, <laughs> yeah, if we're doing something, because we, we, we play fight uh-huh. sometimes. And yeah. Like, well, I don't like you right now, but. I still love you. <laughs> yeah. And and we say it as a joke because uh-huh. that's that's what we think this advice is. Uh-huh. If you find yourself on these days where you don't like your partner and you're having to take a deep breath and be like, I do not like my partner at all, but I still love them. That needs some serious <laughs> relationship evaluation. Yes, big time. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh-huh. I throw this in the same category of the dumbass posts about, you know, um, you know you're with the right one when you you want to smother them to death in their sleep with their pillow, but then you realize how much you'd miss them if they were gone. Yeah, I think it's like, it is the same exact type quote, just said differently. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think that it's completely stupid. Yeah, I think it's awful advice. Mm-hmm. Absolutely awful advice. Um, once again, relative to... How many days are you finding that you don't like your partner? Mm -hmm. And and one of the things is you tend to find out when you're with someone that you don't like is one day you're just like, oh my gosh, I I just don't like anything about them. Mm -hmm. And it's not that you've lost some time. It's not that you wish they were dead. It's not that you wish that you would never have anything else to do with them. Oh, maybe, maybe that is, but (laughs) it's just, you realize, why would you be with someone you don't like? I know. I mean, why would you be with someone you don't like? Mm-hmm. I, that that's, I, I I just don't agree with it. I think it's asinine. I, I think it's just ridiculous type of advice that I think is pandering to, quote unquote, normal couples that hate each other. Normal bad relationships. Yeah, normal bad relationships mm-hmm. for people that's been married for ten to fifteen years. Oh, well, ten to fifteen whatever. years or however long, and they are just miserable, and they're just like I. This is how I get through it, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, well, that doesn't... We have our good days and we have our bad days. Yeah, that, that, that does not sound like a good, mm. happy marriage. If someone gave me that advice when we got married, I'd be like, geez, that's really sad. Yeah. <laughs> that you feel that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the next one I think is pretty good. Um, and it's stay together for the kids. Yeah. I mean, I know I don't, I don't have kids, so I don't really... I can't really say a whole lot about yeah. it. 
and, and this one I think a lot of times is coupled with that with that excuse you hear from um, and I'll, I'll be stereotypical where a woman says, well, he's, I don't want to leave because he's a really good father. Mm-hmm. People can be a really good father and not be in a relationship with the partner. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you choose to be in the relationship, the first example that that father should show his children is what it's like to be a good husband. Mm-hmm. And if they aren't doing that, it doesn't mean that they can't be a good father outside of the relationship. But to use that as the catalyst as to why you're staying in this awful relationship when the number one thing he should be teaching either his sons is to how to treat a woman or teaching his daughters of how a man should be treating her. If they aren't doing that, then they aren't a good father anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and your definition of what a good father is is skewed. Yeah. Um, and so separate that. It's okay. Um, but the staying together for the kids... If you can't show your kids what a a connected, loving example of a successful relationship looks like, you're just giving them bad examples. And we've talked about this before with yeah. what what my son was exposed to, where mm-hmm. being around a happy, engaging, fun relationship seemed odd to him. Yeah. Um, initially, yeah. When he was like, "This, this is you guys are kind of weird," uh-huh. and we're like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "Well, when I'm with my mom, you know." Her and her boyfriend or her and her husband, they just fight all the time. Yeah, yeah. And it's weird to be over here where you guys don't ever fight. And and think about that for a second, that it's weird to be exposed to someone who isn't fighting anymore. Yeah. I mean, who that's just... Who isn't fighting and who is happy. Yeah. <laughs> and loving around each other. Mm-hmm. And now I'm, I'm glad that he has been able to see us for so long and then... He has his own relationship with his girlfriend. And Where he has mirrored some of our yeah, behavior. Yeah, a lot of our behavior. And I love seeing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and if, if you aren't able to give... And, and I don't think there's a, an age that's inappropriate or appropriate. I mean, he, he didn't see what a really good relationship looked like until... Was, I mean, even oh. if you count when we got married. So mm-hmm. in 2013, he was... Uh, I can't do math right now. Gosh, was he 13? Yeah, 12, 13. Yeah. And those were formidable years. Mm-hmm. But he was seeing, he had seen an example of a make-it-work relationship that didn't work um, to a functioning, happy relationship on half of his time. And then the other half was a dysfunctional, unhappy relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Kids can kind of go either way on yeah. what they they think is right and what they think is is, is normal or what they think that they want, mm-hmm. uh, and so the what that child grows up in and the environment they in that sets their normal standard behavior. And when you find these, you know these 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 men that that cheat or can't stay committed or are abusive or whatever you want to put in there, you tend to find out they learn that from watching their parents mm-hmm. or one of their parents. <clears throat> um, so. If you aren't giving them the good example of a healthy relationship, you know, one of the things that I was not planning on when I got divorced was being able to give him an example mm-hmm. of a happy relationship. Yeah, I know. Um, I would have rather him not had an example at all than to be around the example that he was in. Well, I know. And you and I were talking about it and 
We, because I was like, I don't, I don't understand how people stay in a relationship for just for the kids and and that. But you, you were in that situation, yeah, where and, you you didn't want to leave because of him, yeah. And, and I think that it's it, it's one of those things where because the, the statement I told you is it is hard for you to get it because you don't have mm-hmm, it is it have a kid, but mm-hmm. um, even taking little blade for an example if if you knew <laughs> my dog is blade. yeah blade is is her little min pin that is, is i guess my step dog but well, i love him like my real dog yeah you're his real daddy now <laughs> but at the time when you and your ex were together and you had him mm-hmm. if you had a if, if the option was stay in a shitty relationship but i get to see my dog who i love every single day or leaving it and I don't get to see him but half the time. Because mm-hmm. that, that was the first, the first thing I did was the math was, okay, well, he's in sixth grade now. And I just, I did the long-term math saying he's got six more years of school and just 50-50 custody. I'm only going to get to see him three years for the next six years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when you look at it that way, it was like, well, okay, then I'll, I'll, I'll be miserable. I'd rather be miserable for six and see him every single day of the week instead of happy for six and only get to see him half the time. Mm-hmm. And so I think that parents tend to go through that. And mm-hmm. I think you have to look at it from the perspective of, like I just said, what's what's the example that, that you're giving? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, I don't know if I'd say it's a gamble, but it, how our path went seemed to work out for yeah. him in the best way it could have. Right, so. I know, and I I think that yeah, you do have to set a a good example, and and you need to like if you're a woman in a bad relationship, you need to show your kids that you know this is this is not how mm-hmm. a man should treat a woman, or mm-hmm. you know, and a woman should stand up for herself and. Uh, and leave, yeah. not just stick around, mm-hmm. and show them at least that you're a strong person. Right. Yep. Be an example. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one is real love is seeing the ugly parts of your partner and choosing to stay. I think that this this is one of those that was said out of um. Really just kind of a level of understanding of going under the assumption that people are going to have their bad days. And you're going to be exposed to that bad day, but you're you're going to remember all the good days instead of just that one bad day and choose to stay. Mm-hmm. The reason that we think it's bad advice is because, once again, how often are you seeing these ugly Parts. Yeah. And what exactly was the ugly parts? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we've talked about, you know, whether it's the beginning of the end or the end or, or things like that. There are some definitive things that we believe warrants terminating the relationship. Mm-hmm. And this would definitely not apply to that. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be time to walk away. And so I think that that's where, you know, th- there's, there's, you have to have specific context behind it before you give that type of advice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I don't. I don't know. It's. I think that one. It's like. I know that people. I know people have their bad days. Right. 
and stuff. But I guess it's if that's all that you're mm-hmm. you're seeing all the time, or maybe the majority of the yeah. time, or even half the time. Why would you want to live half your life seeing this ugly side of your partner? Mm-hmm. You know. And, and once again, what I, I I know it's a rhetorical question, but what's enough? What what is too much? Mm-hmm. Is it you know, like we said with the fighting, is it you know once every few months that something happens? Is it once a year? Is it once a day? Is it once a week? I mean, how often are you having to see the ugly side of your partner that you're having to continually suppress or push down or talk off the ledge to continue to try to move forward in your relationship? Mm-hmm. Um, and and look at your I mean how look at the quality of your life and like <laughs> am I am I happier today than I was yesterday mm-hmm. am I happier today than I was a month ago yeah and or if, even farther back yeah you know five we've been married five years are you happy are you as happy now or more happy than you were when you got together mm-hmm. and if the answer is no that's a problem. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that that's a scary thing for someone to think of because most people have been ingrained that it's not it's not bliss. You're not going to maintain this level of bliss. Mm-hmm. Well, you're not when you're with the wrong person, mm-hmm. and you're not when you're when you aren't doing the things you need to to ensure that your relationship stays strong and healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, anything that you neglect is going to get worse. Yeah, if you are engaging with one another and all the things that we've talked about in the other 29 episodes that we've done. If you're having sex, if you're communicating, if you're spending time together, if you're taking care of yourself. If, if you're doing the small little gestures yeah, every day. If you're doing all of that stuff, that is going to prevent the neglect mm-hmm. that leads you down the path of somebody rearing their ugly parts all the time. Mm-hmm. You know? I know. The next one is um, divorce is never an option. And... That's another one that, I mean... Wrong. <laughs> another one that a lot of people, um, well, I guess a lot of the religious-based yep. um, say that it isn't an option. You know, it, it was funny because we, uh, well, we, we, looked we looked up what the Bible says about divorce. Mm-hmm. Because it was, I, I know, you know, for people that don't know, I went to private religious Christian school until I was a junior in high school. Um. And, you know, my dad was a music minister, mm-hmm. and so I was exposed and around the ministry and church my entire life. And I know what was guilted or people were shunned for by divorce, and, you know, and I've, I'm very, very familiar with the Bible, and I've read the Bible, but it was one of those that it's like, well, what, what exactly does it say? And you find out that it's conflicting. It's very conflicting. You know, there, there's a whole thing in the Old Testament about Moses making the statement that basically, if you want a divorce from your wife, offer her a certificate of divorce, and it is so. Mm-hmm. And then in the New Testament, Jesus comes back and says, well, Moses just said that because your hearts were hardened, but that's not what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, okay, why is one bad and why is one good? Mm-hmm. And and so I think that when you the religious sector has, of course, stuck with what the New Testament said. and mm-hmm. But then you still find all these other verses about, you know, well, lots, if they, if they cheat on you, separate. Mm-hmm. If he dies, the woman's allowed to leave. If you get divorced from her and she is with this person and he dies, you're not allowed to get back with her. I mean, there's all these weird kind of quirky little, th- little things. It's not part of the Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. It's not something that, you know, says you're going to be, you know, sent to the depths of hell for... <laughs> 
for getting divorced. And so I think that a lot of times the divorce is not an option is something that is forced on us. And in one of our early episodes that we talked about, I cannot remember which one it was. It was. I, I tend to see a lot of people sharing pictures or clips or stories or photos of, you know, back in back in our grandparents' day, divorce rates weren't as high because they knew how to work through it and stay together. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> they were scared to get divorced because most of the country was found in religious sectors and they were scared to death to get a divorce. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. It wasn't that they had this great relationship. And most people, I I challenge you, if you look at your grandparents or some of you, even your parents' relationship, if they both stayed together until they died or they were celebrated their 70th wedding anniversary or whatever it is, were they really, aside from the longevity of that relationship, what did they do that was a good sign? Were they really happy? Were they really happy? Mm-hmm. I mean, and I know my grandparents weren't. Yeah, my they weren't. They weren't, weren't a good example no. of a long-term happy relationship. Yeah, and you tend to see that now. I know that there are even on our honeymoon we met that that couple that goes to Disney World every year that had been married for oh yeah sixty plus years. Uh-huh. And there are very good, I'm not saying that just because somebody's married forever that they're bad, but I think that we we tend to use that as an excuse as to why we have to now put up with undesirable behavior in our partner. Mm -hmm. And I know, I can't wait till we're, I can't wait till we're that old couple going to Disney World telling the other newlyweds, newlyweds, giving them the advice that we have now and <laughs> yeah that we're giving people now because uh, i mean everybody says that I, I, everybody looks at um how long someone is married and and it really does you know say something when someone is we're finishing the wine <laughs> sean and jennifer right now that was good bottle <laughs> it was a very good bottle it was awesome but yeah i want to be that i want to be that old couple the cute old couple still holding hands and loving each other. Yeah. And and if you are that point, mm-hmm. then that's fine. But if grandpa's sitting on the front porch, my grandparents had separate bedrooms. So did mine. Uh-huh. They didn't even sleep in the same bed for years. Yeah. Years and as long, I mean, well up until I was even born. Uh-huh. Or, or like separate beds. And then it turned into separate bedrooms. Mm-hmm. That's how it was for my grandparents, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that was one of those that... Probably had way too much space and just stayed together because they felt they had to or didn't think there was any other <laughs> yeah. options or, yeah, or they, whatever. Someone and, told them that space is healthy, yeah. so sleep so in stay together. different mm-hmm. bedrooms. <laughs> oh, the last one that we have to talk about is something that is we think is very important to us because we we say it almost yeah, every we episode. Said in the first episode, we yeah we say it almost every single episode. Mm-hmm. And people say that relationships take hard work. And once again, this is one of those that there's this, if you look up bad marriage advice, you're going to see our reverse perspective of this. You're going to see that somebody says relationships don't take hard work. And mm-hmm. they'll say that's, that's BS. Every relationship takes hard work. And once again, we are the counter argument to that mm-hmm. that says no. Good, healthy relationships do not take hard work. Mm-hmm. And I've said it before, and I'll continue to say it. My first marriage that lasted 12 years, I worked my butt off every single day. 
And it was awful. Mm-hmm. And we use the term, once again, effortless, effortless. <laughs> all the time. Uh-huh. And that's the best word that I can use to describe our relationship. Is yeah. it's just effortless. Yes. And Effortless in a good way. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that we don't put effort into ourselves or into each other. It just means the, the happy and the times, it's easy. It's easy stuff. There, there is no ups and downs. And if there are downs, it's not downs in our relationship. We all deal with life. We all have, have sadness and we have death and we have grieving and we have, you know, you know whatever it is. Financial a, a, hardships. A job. Losing yeah, a job. It, it, that, it's, we're not talking about that. We're talking about, you know, the, the down. If you're causing downs to your actual relationship. Um, whether it's intentional or unintentional, that's a down you should not be dealing with. Mm-hmm. Um, it's um, fighting for no reason yeah. and stuff like that. One thing that when Seth and I got married, we when we were engaged and we were working with our... Um, uh, the minister? Yeah, pastor. Yeah, you're talking about for the vows? Yeah, for our vows, for our wedding, mm-hmm. we didn't want to... To say all of the negative stuff that you say in that is in your typical wedding vows, where you're basically promising to love one another no matter what. Yeah, and it's not that we wouldn't love each other no matter what, mm-hmm. but it was all of that that stuff about through good times and bad. Mm-hmm. And once again, we understand that life may deal out a bad hand once in a while. Mm-hmm. But that's something we aren't in control of. We are in control of our own personal happiness and how our relationship happiness is and how we respond to those. Mm-hmm. And we knew that we were going to be very aware of avoiding the potential downside that a lot of people aren't aware of mm-hmm. as they navigate life once they get married. Um and so we really kind of read some of the traditional vows, vows and we're like, that's, that's not us. Mm-mm. Take this part out. Mm-hmm. We're, we're not going to deal with that. That's not, that's not who we are. Um, and it's not that we rewrote them to really make them something different. It was just, just going to leave it out. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we just don't, we don't need that. We don't need that kind of negativity. <laughs> Right, yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because every time we go to a wedding, I think about that mm-hmm. because everybody says the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm just always like, I, I think people most just do it because it's part of the motions. You go through it and and it, it's it's something that's always been said, but that's where a lot of this advice is. It's mm-hmm. stuff that's always been said, but just because it's always been said doesn't mean it's right. Mm-hmm. I know, you know, uh, well, another thing, when we, whenever we go to a wedding, and <laughs> I don't know if this is... A really a big deal or or what or we we just we think it's a big deal <laughs> um but when people when you're cutting the cake when the <laughs> bride and groom are cutting the cake and it how they serve it to each other yeah. i we think says a lot about their relationship yeah and if you smash the cake in each other's face it's, we don't think Wait, it's a good bad sign <laughs> Bad sign. Yeah, like, why would you want to do that? Yeah. Why would you want to do that to your partner? Yeah. And it and it wasn't this 
you better not smash that fucking cake in my face on our wedding day. <laughs> right. It yeah. wasn't anything like that. Because yeah. we understand there are people that are like that. That yeah. don't do it out of fear. Uh-huh. But it was just like, it was like you, you looked so beautiful. Why, why would I want to, you know, mess up, not ruin it, but why would I want to mess that up? Mm. You know? And I, I, I thought it was more a respect move to not do it. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I could say more about that, but I'm afraid I'll get pretty rude with some people. I don't. I'm, I'm trying to think of people that I've seen do it, and they'd be like, "Wait, what are you saying?" Yeah. So I'll just stop talking about the cake thing. So I've, I've tried to figure out how to bring that up before. Really? But, but I've I've always been a little hesitant because uh, we've seen people do it, yeah. and I'm like, "Yep, they would do that." Well, we just well, we just recently went to a wedding. And we're, we're always like, don't do it, don't do it. And they didn't yeah. do it. And we're like, yes. <laughs> yeah, we were. They didn't do it. Yeah, Phil and so Mary Phil, Beth. Phil and Mary Beth yes. did not do the cake smash, which yes. we were so happy yes, to see. We that, were so uh, happy. Like, oh, so we, looked, we looked at each other and we're like, <laughs> they didn't do it. They didn't do it. They're going to stay together forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're on the road to success. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah. So, um, I, I, wonder, I wonder if there's any statistics behind that. I know. I know. For couples that the divorce rate's higher for people that... Smash cake in their partner's <laughs> face when they get married. I know. You know? That's funny. And, and, and it's one of the... Even when we got married, people were, like, cheering for us to do it. Yeah. And then when we did, people were like, oh. Mm-hmm. And I will say, everyone at our wedding was your family, so your family wanted to see me smash cake in your face. That's rude. Yeah. See? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to do it. I knew I wasn't going to do that. Yeah, I know. So, Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I mean that, that, you know, that kind of takes up to the, to the last piece with the, they don't take, it, doesn't it just take doesn't, it, you know, I, I can't, the, the, this is, if, if you had to have a tagline for our relationship or our podcast or, or how we treat each other. And this is what I tell people, anybody that's, and I don't, I don't just openly give advice to people. Um, but I find myself in, in conversations with people and I was telling you about when I was in, uh, where were you? Grand you were Rapids. In, yeah, I was in Michigan. Michigan. Mm-hmm. And I, did, I had to go there for a conference that you couldn't go to. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting there watching the World Series. And this guy, I don't remember where the hell he was from, but he traveled to that area. What did he say? One year he spent 300 plus nights in yeah, that hotel. Something like that. Um, he was married for a long time. He's older than me by 10 years at least. He's married for a long time and divorced, and he was just getting in his next relationship. And and I don't even know. I'm not a talker when uh, for I mean people <laughs> listening are like Shh, bullshit. But when I when I'm in public settings like that around people I don't know, I don't talk. I don't start a conversation with strangers. Yeah, you don't. But strangers start for conversations. For some with reason, you. I have a sign on my forehead, and my back that says "Sit down next to me and pour your heart out." And I have no. I think I don't think I look that approachable, and so I'm always shocked when. People and you know, and I'm sitting. I wasn't in my business outfit. I was in my Red Sox shirt with my tattoo showing and my beard on, and and, and your your eyebrows. Yeah, because I can't. <laughs> I didn't have my glasses on, so I can't see very good. And so I frown when I'm watching TV. And yeah. for some reason, everybody wants to sit down and have a conversation with me. And so he sits down. and He starts talking to me about this, and he's telling me about his travel schedule. He's telling me about he got divorced, and he's telling me about his new girlfriend and. And uh, then he starts asking about if I'm married and how long and, and all this and if I had been divorced. And so I'm just, I'm not like willingly giving him all of my story, but I'm answering the questions he's asking. And, 
and uh, he when he I, he was like, so you're remarried? And I said, yeah. I said I'm I'm, I'm remarried. I said we got married, you know, a few years ago. And uh, he goes, well, is is the second time better? And I said, I said the second time is better, but I don't think it really has to do with the you know people saying, well, your first one's going to suck, but your second one's going to be better. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, well, why is that? And I said, well, I said the the biggest thing that I've learned. And I said, I'm not trying to give you advice. And he goes, well, I'm I'm 52 years old and I have no idea what I'm doing, so please give me advice. <laughs> and I said, well, the the biggest thing I've learned in relationships and marriage is really good relationships do not take hard work. And he kind of looked at me, and and he paused for a second, and he kind of looked forward, and and he goes, like, like how? And I said, well, like, we don't have to work at it. it just It's just good. Mm-hmm. It's just good because. And uh, I could tell that his current relationship wasn't that effortless, that and he started to have doubt. Mm-hmm. Um and I have told that to someone before that was in a long-term relationship, and about two weeks later, they broke up. They broke up, mm-hmm. but they are now married well, to another to, person, uh, to uh, a different, person, a good, yeah, <laughs> and a good, have uh, a great life relationship. Yep, that yeah. doesn't take work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, people listening to that, if 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 you're, and it sounds cold and calculating, but if people were more selective in the process of who they choose to spend their time with. And, and and I say that, and I know that we weren't. It's not like... Well, we weren't, I, but we... We weren't. We, I think subconsciously we were. Uh-huh. I was very, you know, I don't know what you'd say. I don't know if I'd say PTSD, but I was very concerned about what my next relationship was going to be mm-hmm. and what it was going to look like. And I knew I had this huge list of the, I know I don't want this. And I think that that list was so long, it made the what I do want list very small. Mm-hmm. But it made it almost unattainable for anybody outside of you. Mm-hmm. And I think that... Now it's completely unattainable. Yeah. For anybody else. Yeah. If people were more picky. Uh-huh. If, if people were more realistic and picky about who they're with and, and not make excuses and say, Oh, well, I know we don't have all this in common, but we'll be okay. And... and you know, yeah, we have our ups and we have our downs. If, if you were more picky and said, you know what, I'm, I'm not going to settle. I'm going to find someone that likes to do everything I like to do. And and people will say, well, that that's not possible. Mm-hmm. Bullshit. Possible. It is possible. Yeah. We are the example of mm-hmm. it is possible. Does it take more work? Does it take more time? Are you going to find that when you're 20 years old? Probably not. Are you going to find that from some moron you went to high school with with a graduating class of 120 people? No. Probably not. You've got to look outside of that pot. Yes. You you can't Big stay time. in that same circle of bad relationship people, and I won't go down that path right now, but you have to get out of there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had to import someone from another state to find the perfect match for I you. know. <laughs> <laughs> I had to be married for 12 years and... And live in you know six different states. Travel before, the world, yeah. Before, before you I found found. you, I know. So the chances of you being in that perfect relationship with somebody you sat next to in in geometry class in eleventh grade in Podunk Town, nowhere, is going to be impossible. Now I probably just pissed a lot of people off that are like, well, "I married my high school sweetheart, and we had this <laughs> and that." Well, Should have seen the world. Should have found your soulmate. <laughs> You're funny, <laughs> but that's where. Those are the people that say it's unattainable uh-huh. because they chose a different path. I know. And if you choose that different path, it doesn't mean that 
you're unhappy or you're unsuccessful or your marriage is a sham or or anything like that. You're just going to have to navigate. Navigate and do and do the things to keep it going good. And it's going to take work. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's true. That is very true. It's not going to be effortless. But learn from your mistakes with each other. Yeah. And go from there and and then hopefully, you know, it will eventually become effortless. Mm-hmm. Once you do the work. <laughs> but it takes both of you to hit that. Yes. It, we've talked about it. I think we talked about it last week. How it can't be mm-hmm. one-sided. It can't be one person one person putting forth all the effort mm-hmm. um, to make a perfect relationship or a close to perfect or cohesive relationship isn't going to work. Mm-hmm. It takes both of you. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. That I mean, that's our... <laughs> that is our best advice that we can give anybody is, is that last one. Mm-hmm. Is that... The opposite of relationships take hard work because yeah. they don't. We don't think they do. Um, but as always, um, thank you all for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. And, oh, man, we've been so excited with everybody um, engaging and yeah. and sharing Posts sharing the posts and the comments and, and stuff, and and I know we've had a you know got some new a, quite a few followers. new listeners mm-hmm. and followers, and we're really excited. So we just want to get the word out and um, tell your friends about our podcast. Mm-hmm. It's, we think it's fun. Well, at least we like to talk. So <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah um, tell your friends about us. Don't forget to like us, um, follow us on all different platforms, and we will talk to you next week. Thanks.